0: And welcome back to another episode. I'm in time with the music now. Um, a family favourites. It's nice to see you again. Uh, it's the show where we count down our top five, starting at ten. And this week we are counting down our top film scores. Let's sound off.
1: We haven't sounded off in a while. That's true. My name is Jess.
0: My name is Maddie.
1: My name is Georgia.
0: My name is Liz. My name is Rick. Jessica, would you like to now tell us what a film score is as defined by us?
1: As a companion to our film soundtracks, we are now doing the kind of other style of scoring for a film. So it's uh, anything that was written specifically for the film by a single composer or team of composers. Uh, Usually instrumental, but it doesn't have to be.
2: And how different is it to a musical soundtrack? Uh,
1: The characters
2: don't do any singing.
1: (laughs) Well, they don't sing the whole thing. It's not, you know, it's not a musical.
2: Wow, controversial already. Should we just
3: <laughs> <laughs> just get into it? Should we just get into Bingo it? Bingo rules happening and this week, guess that list is Jessica's
1: Jessica! list. That's my list. She doesn't think anyone's going to get very many. Look, I think people can get a bunch, but maybe not. <laughs> okay. Everyone always thinks, Look, oh yeah, I think you think you're, you're going to do so well yes. and then it comes to you sitting down and you're yes. like, oh, I guess I don't know my family as well as I thought I did.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to start off, and I should say this is a film that I don't think would be in the children's collection, maybe in mum's. Beautiful soundtrack for Out of Africa. This is an incredibly lush orchestration. It was um, a fantastic, yes well, no, John Barry, actually. Um, but a beautiful romance, but in the sort of sweeping vista of Africa, and the music captured the whole majestic scene, and then the romance behind it. So that's my number 10.
4: My number ten is the only movie in my list that I haven't actually seen. Ooh spoilers yeah. <laughs> so and it's just um an iconic film theme that is just embedded in popular culture ever since the movie came out, and it's basically a two note theme. it's oh, yeah. jaws. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you just uh, when you think movie soundtracks, it just pops into your head. Da-da, da-da. <laughs> And the thing about the um, use of that theme in the movie, if you're after fun facts, is that they had these um, mechanical shark, right, that they built for the movie and they kept breaking down. And yeah. So they couldn't ever use it as much as they really wanted to. So instead they would just play the theme music to suggest that the shark was there.
3: Ooh, that, is, that is a classic So I have seen all the films that are on my list and I think, before I say anything, I feel like there's quite an emotional attachment to all my choices, you know? Like it's not just the music itself, it's also the film and my personal preferences for (laughs) uh, orchestrations. Jojo, does
2: that explain why why you've got the tissues next to you, is it?
3: Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) cry as we get further down the list. No, it's because I'm slightly sick at the moment. Excuse any coughing that comes out later. Uh, My number 10 is... Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Oh, yes. So the second Chronicles of Narnia film. It is by uh, Harry Gregson Williams, is the composer. And it's just, it's a very classic kind of movie score, you know, lots of strings, lots of brass, particularly French horn, which is an instrument I play. So there's a little bit of an emotional connection there. And also it uses choir quite a lot as well, which I like. It's the sexiest thing that a film score can have, <laughs> choir. <laughs>
0: yeah, agree. Okay, my number 10 is a film that I haven't seen in ages. It has similar, it has like one really, really good theme, but the rest of it is also fitting with the movie and it's got a good sense of adventure and, and a lot of like nice string uh, orchestration, which I quite enjoy. And um, the soundtrack is the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Which film? Uh, the first one. The one that has the. Yeah, I've in
3: all of them surely. Du- I think that's probably the best. But it's, all of them, yeah. it
0: starts in the first, it's in the first one yeah. the first time. Yeah. But that theme is yeah. just so good. It's just, it's got such a good, like, oh, we're off to sail the seas, you know? And it's just, you hear that film track and that soundtrack, and you're immediately like, yes, I'm on a pirate ship, I'm going on a swashbuckling adventure. Like, it fits perfectly, and it's a good thing. And I like it. And then the rest of it has also really nice kind of like string, la kind of orchestration for the rest of the film, which again fits with the parody, swashbuckling-y nature of it. And uh, I think it's
1: good. I think it's a good soundtrack. Okay, my number 10, guys. It's Pompeii. Oh! Are you sure thought? that was on everyone's <laughs> list? Not at
4: all. No. Is uh, that a movie?
1: Yes. It is the Kit Harrington film. That's all you need to know. No, about it as a film. It's a terrible film. <laughs> but it's like the right kind of like, action-y soundtrack where everything's all big and like the orchestration is there but it's also like a lot of the kind of historical films that hit that period or a period kind of before I don't know the 17th century will go for a vocalist which I like there's like a lot of solo vocal lines and then a big choir will come in and it's good stuff and I like Pompeii as a soundtrack because I feel like a lot of the music is it's either like big 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 oh, my God, or it's quite sad. And I think some of the sad stuff is really nice. Like, My People Were Horsemen, I think is a nice one.
4: I don't know that at all. I'm going to have to go and listen to that because I cannot think of any music. I don't Clinton think gonna...
2: Shorter. Okay. Okay, so, kicking off the next round, um, this composer is Henry Mancini. Yes. Uh, after saying that name, he's perhaps well, one of his most well-known scores is for the Pink Panther, <laughs> which everyone knows, I assume. Bingo! Knows. What?! <laughs>
3: oh! I basically just know the theme Mm. Yes, everyone knows the theme
2: Well, the theme of the Pink Panther is uh, just so comedic and so appropriate And it's become iconic Uh, You'll know the theme even without having ever seen the movie But it's also got a great jazz style uh, soundtrack to it Great, Great soundtrack Liz, what do you like about it?
4: Uh, I like exactly what you've just said. It's a great little kind of, you know, theme tune itself. And the soundtrack is, you know, just a nice mix of kind of, you know, these jazzy little cheesy jazzy but, you know, dated. But great, really good to listen to. Okay, my number nine is the most uh, modern
3: film on my list. It is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse by Daniel Pemberton. So what I like about this one is it has all the elements of like a classic kind of film soundtrack. You know with like a thick orchestration but it also uses a lot of there's like a modern layer to it over the top so there's like you know like a drum track underneath and there's weird like dj scratching and stuff and it's like this cool meld of like a classic soundtrack with uh, yeah modern sensibilities and it's just it's it's fun
0: my number nine is also the most modern film on my list it is the score to Little Women, the most recent Little Women film, which was by Alexander Desplat. I and um, I remember coming out of that film and being like, man, that soundtrack. So good. Loved it. It's not it doesn't have a huge orchestration. It's quite small. It's a lot of it is very kind of like little plucky pizzicato string little bits or like harp stuff. And it's very soft and understated, but that fits with the film. And I just think it really underscored the movie beautifully. It put you in the like the headspace and in the like it just it felt very appropriate. F- for the time, I just thought it was really beautiful orchestration and like made you feel all the emotional parts even more and yeah, just really nice little string, mostly string-based score, um, the whole thing. But it's uh, it's very sweet and, and lovely and I, and I quite enjoy it.
1: You still haven't seen Little Women? No. no. Mom, Dad, <laughs> have neither of you seen it? No. That is crazy. Not good enough. <laughs> We're not. It's really good. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Little Women. Okay, my number nine is Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Yep. Okay, so a couple <laughs> people check their lists we're just going for an emotional connection to a film score like the theme from that star trek film is just like you know it's the theme to the, you know all of next gen and it's it is like an iconic star trek theme so you know i associate it with star trek which i love so you know of course i'm gonna put it in there and it's good big orchestra got the nice brass stuff is that how you talk about music yeah. i think so <laughs> yeah it's fun it's not got a lot of different music in it. It really is that theme is like the only theme, which is probably why it's at number nine as opposed to higher,
2: because it's just like variations on that theme the whole way through. But, you know, it's a good theme. Might as well. Okay, kicking up the next round, the number eights. Eight. Number eights. I, my guess is this one will be on Mum's list as well. And it's uh, the hauntingly beautiful music from the piano, Nyman's uh, score. I think we've got the... We have the piano. Yeah, we have we the do. piano book given the role of the piano in the film uh, a master composer for the piano and that music is is wonderful i think one of its really well known is the heart asks pleasure first but i think it uh, reflects just the, the emotion that's in that music beautiful lovely that is a lovely soundtrack
4: my number eight is probably it's probably a movie that you guys would never have heard of maybe it's um kind of a fusion of japanese and western music. It's Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. It's a really lovely soundtrack. It's um you, you listen to it uh, the theme is something like Da 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 It's just, yeah, a really nice kind of mixture of these kind of sometimes unexpected kind of Japanese influences in the music, and I really like it. It was written by one of the stars of the film. So, Ryochi Sakamoto was the Japanese, one of the, played one of the Japanese set in a prisoner of war camp in World War II, and he played one of the, um, the, I don't know, the commandant, whatever the Japanese equivalent of that is in the um, Prisoner of War camp. And in fact, one of the other main characters on the other side was David Bowie. So it was a bit weird that they... And and Ryuchi Sakamoto was actually a Japanese pop star. So there were these two pop stars in the movie. So it was interesting. But the soundtrack is lovely.
3: That's interesting. And I I feel like maybe I've heard of it. um, But I definitely didn't know what it was about. Okay, my number eight is my first john williams entry as a composer (laughs) into my list it is raiders of the lost ark so the first indiana jones film it's just got john williams writes a lot of good themes yes and all of his movies will often have a few good theme songs for the different characters or the setting or whatever it is. And obviously Rage of the Lost Ark has the Raiders' March, the classic one that like everyone knows. And also John Williams writes, very beautiful, very sappy, but his love songs are also lovely. So the Marion's theme is also really nice in this one.
0: My number eight is the score for The Incredibles. Yes. Yeah. Nice Thank you very much. So The Incredibles is a film that I haven't seen in ages, but it's just so good. It's got so many like old school superhero sh- kind of like, like I'm talking like like old school Wonder Woman, old school Superman, that kind of sound to it. That like ba da ba da ba and it has like big kind of horns and lots of like saxophone stuff. And it's also got kind of jazzy influences in it. It's like a big brass score like brass heavy Mm. but it's so good and then it also has all these little bits in it like little theme songs for each character you know like Uh, mr incredible and and everyone's got their own little like like
1: elastic
0: and it's all old school superhero like pow 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 that kind of stuff And it's just just very it's a fun score it's it's like a energetic listen which i like and i like i like a lot of big horn stuff sometimes And (laughs) (laughs) and it's appropriate for this film though and i think it's a great score
1: Michael Giocano? I don't know how to pronounce his name.
0: But um, that's who wrote it.
1: Okay, my number eight is the score for the film Troy. Uh, Oh, there's a little
4: theme happening here. Yeah, look, I like what I like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Again, it's got a great solo vocalist who does a lot of stuff on there, (laughs) which sounds... Really cool. And then it's got, you know, the big choir and it's got the massive orchestration again because it's a lot of like battles and stuff. You get these big kind of heavy drums, like massive orchestration. It's good. It's good stuff. And that's what you want. James Horner. So he did that one. He did um, Titanic Man. Uh, yeah, Avatar. Avatar. He, probably does a lot. he did one of the Star Trek films as well.
2: Here we go. Uh, round seven. Now, this is a, another one of a theme that everyone will know even if they've never seen the movie. It's Zob of the Greek. Yes, uh, or dance to it. Uh, Mikas Theodorakis uh, was the writer. Mind you, that is certainly the most popular piece of music, but if you listen to the rest of the score, it also really captures life uh, of Greece and the islands, and it's a very joyful score, though the story itself is perhaps a bit sad.
3: Do you have anything from this century on your list? Just (laughs) a little question? (laughs) Jokes, I'm sure it's Come on later, come on later. Dad, your list is reading, like, because I was looking, doing some research and looking up, you know, like top scores of all time, yeah. and this, your list is just like straight out of that. So obviously you got
4: popular taste. He's the same. He's, he's a man of the classics. All As the everyone who's writing, writing those lists. articles, yeah. Okay, well, my number seven has been said by Dad before it is the piano. It was just a beautiful, beautiful soundtrack and it's just lovely. It's, um, you know, the piano-based nature of the soundtrack really appeals to me. I like the piano sound and it just is a strong marriage of the actual movie and the storytelling of the movie itself and the piano sound, which was just central to the whole theme and the, the tone of the movie itself. It's just lovely. It's just lovely music
3: uh my number seven almost had a bingo with maddie but i switched the numbering at the last minute it's the incredibles michael (laughs) giaccino yeah but basically for what you said it's just like a fun like the tone and the mood of that is like perfectly matched the film it's fun it's jazz influenced, and also talking about emotional connections the in credits the so the credits song is a classic for high school bands and i played it numerous times in high school with the band and you know it's in like seven eight or some weird time signature but five. Five, five four there we go
0: anyway yeah just something a little bit different but it's fun well funnily enough george my number seven is the Raiders the lost star. <laughs> <laughs goddamn> so we just flipped out these two the other way around. Yeah, this is the first John Williams entry in mine, and it will not be the last. Spoiler. Yeah, the Raiders, that Raiders just so iconic. It's so iconic. Also classic John Williams. Yeah, the bum 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 bum. Yeah, and it's just—it's like it's heroic. It uses all the classic things that you use in like a sort of big heroey score writing move. So like big open fourths, open fifths, sound, uh, trumpets, like just classic this is this is a hero movie but funnily enough in the writing of it it was funny i was listening to a podcast I was talking about this score and they were saying if you actually took indiana jones out of the film the film would play out the same way like he actually makes no difference in the in terms of like what happens in the story which is really fascinating but anyway don't it's really. yeah i don't i didn't remember that much what they were talking about and i was like whoa that's so true he actually does nothing in the film but i also that's agree pretty. that marion's theme is beautiful and it's just it's just a good, good fun score
1: My number seven is Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl.
4: Oh, is that the original
1: one? That is the first one. Same as Maddie's. It's a good film. Score. I don't really remember. I think I watched the film like one time. So, you know, who knows? It is a band classic again. Like I think I played it from primary school through high school. You play that one with the school bands. It's classic. It's good. It's got a lot of that kind of, yeah, like sea shanty inspired string melodies in it. Yeah. And it's fun. Big orchestration because it's, you know, an adventure and I, I like an adventure and you can, like, feel the adventure in the scoring, which is great. Klaus Bedelt did the first one, but he didn't do any of the other ones um, as a composer. But I thought he did a great job on the first one. But um, Hans Zimmer was also a musical producer, which was oh, – what even is that? And how is that different? Anyway – that's my number seven.
2: seven. Okay, here comes six, and uh, this is a really big film, big, big, big Titanic film. Oh no! <laughs> James Horner uh, composed the music for the Titanic, and just wonderful themes through it. I quite like the the Celtic side to it. Um, there's not many film scores that uh, showcase the Irish pipes. I uh, really love that sound. It has a, a number of themes and motifs in it. I think Rose's theme is perhaps the one most famous. But I also discovered the iceberg. has got its own little theme too. Oh, wow. So he's, he's thought of everyone. So that's that's that Titanic is my number six. Good-o.
4: I've never watched the movie and I have uh, never listened to the soundtrack.
3: I know the Celine Dion song and that's
4: probably it. Oh, yeah, that's that the one about always loving you. Oh, my heart will go on. Not yeah. the bodyguard. Okay, well I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, my number six is very different to every other soundtrack that has been talked about and I'm wondering whether I'm gonna get in trouble for it. Uh oh <laughs> Well, list it. It was all fresh material written for the movie. It's inside Lewin Davis. I really just like that as an album. I put it on and listen to it. And to the extent that all of the material is freshly written for the movie, but the people who are in it do actually sing it in the movie. But it they're singers. Like a musical to me. But it's not. No, because you wouldn't let me have it in musicals. It doesn't fit in any genre. But anyway, well, I've got it there as number six in my scores.
0: I'm with you, Liz. Okay, but it's wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, no one else is with you. <laughs> no, I do Why it. isn't it a musical? It it is I don't you know what that in film Because we
3: weren't going to give it a soundtrack because it was oh, newly written music. Not? It wasn't pre-existing stuff. And then we just didn't consider it for musicals,
1: I guess. Why not?
3: I don't know why. Movie So like that's your, your own fault, Mum. Yeah. You should have
1: put it in your musicals list and you didn't. And that's your fault. Okay, so it's another John Williams,
3: another action adventure film, another classic saga kind of one. It is Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. The reason you have to choose it, Empire Strikes Back... of the original trilogy is because it introduced the imperial march so darth vader's song only comes in in the fifth one it's not in the first film and of course the star wars main theme is in all of them so that's good you get to have that in there the fifth one also has the han and leia song also some of the like yoda and luke songs they're just like a bit of a different kind of mood but they work well
0: okay my number six is from the film gladiator in fact, it is the film. Yeah. film. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only choosing one. So I'm tired. Sorry, everybody. It's okay. We accept I'm really that. tired. It's Gladiator. I also have an emotional attachment to Gladiator because we got to sing the score of Gladiator with the SSO like we did it at the Opera House for a while. And it's just a really good score. And it has great choral moments, really cool, good choir bits. The whole last section of Gladiator, the, the piece at the end is really, really stunning. It has like a solo vocalist and then this chorus comes in and they're doing like a and it's just, God, it's really triumphant. Yeah, it's just a great, good old score.
1: Okay, my number six is How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. Oh, yeah. A banger of a score. It's great. It's got adventure in it.
3: A lot of yours are set kind of in a previous yes. time that can have that kind of influence over the music.
1: Definitely. I don't want any of this modern nonsense. Bad. He's been be big old. No, but it's fun. It's just what you would expect from a big adventure story, even though, you know, it's an animated film about dragons. Um, but it's great. Bops, bangers, all the way through. Lovely stuff.
3: I did listen to that. I listened to a lot of soundtracks to see what my shortlist was going to be, and I did listen to that one. And that one did also feature on a lot of the lists of top soundtracks. Bops hmm. and bangers. Sorry,
1: scores all the way
2: through. Okay, here we get into the top five. Uh, my fifth one is a soundtrack written by Marvin Hamlisch for the film *The Sting*. It made a real impact at the time. It had some really great stars in it, but the music brought out the ragtime of Scott Joplin, which was all arranged by Hamlish, and then he wrote other music to fit in with it and actually uh, really brought popularity back to that ragtime music. But it just created a you know music of a period and a lot of fun music. Nice choice, Rick.
4: Number five for me is one that is often top of people's um, soundtrack list, to give Dad of My Era. It's actually The Mission – It's not higher up on my list because it's probably just got kind of two main themes that just the entire soundtrack are variations of. It's pretty much Gabriel's oboe over and over and over again. But it's a beautiful piece, right? And so, you know, you can put the album on and listen to it quite solidly for, you know, whatever it is, 40 minutes or whatever, of just variations on that theme. It's lovely. Number five, The Mission.
3: Okay, my number five is the first entrance from a series that maybe will feature a, another one. It's a Harry Potter film. It's Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So fifth film, my number five. It's by Nicholas Hooper. This, I think, is the first of the Harry Potter soundtracks that we actually bought because the music was good and it was interesting because previous to this, it was, I mean, all solid soundtracks, very classic movie score, whereas this one kind of brought in some different elements. There's, like, electric guitar in it because some of the elements in the film are a bit more fun you know like the fireworks theme and the the Fred and George stuff yeah it's just like a good mix of songs and there's a lot of distinct themes in here that all have interesting songs like Dumbledore's Army and Umbridge all good themes all good songs and obviously the John Williams original themes always
0: show up in all the films and they're always good as well. Right on it's my turn and it's my number five and it is the Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, mm-hmm. which is the, the first, first one. one. Now, I feel like you have to put the first one in because the first one introduces you to, like, a lot of the core elements of the music. But it, it's not my favourite, which is why it's at number five. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> spoilers, there's going to be another one. But there's just so much iconic material in there that you have to get in there. Like, Concerning Hobbits introduces yes. you to, like, dun 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 dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, which is cute. And then it also introduces you to, like, the ring theme. Like, da da like okay. and it's just, it just gets everything in there, all the like all the Lothlorien bits, da, 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 all that kind of stuff, and it's just it's really good. It get, you get all your themes going, you know, plunges you right into the world, and the music is a huge part of putting you in that world. And I think the first film does that really, really excellently, and um, it's just a real good score. Howard Shaw, well done, bro. Mm. I'll
1: you see you again ahead. in a couple of <laughs> rounds' time. <laughs> okay, so my number five has appeared before. It's the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. It's better than the first one, definitely. Prince Caspian was the film from that trilogy. Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes, Ben Barnes. But it's great. It's got everything you want. I'm going to say that, I think, for everything. I think I've said it's got everything you want (laughs) for every single one. That's That's why they're on your list. It's got everything you want. No, but it's fun because this one takes place pretty much only in Narnia, which I think is better because when they do the stuff in England in the first film, I don't like that stuff as much. Like it, the music isn't is I don't know. It's too real world. I don't want that. The nastiest stuff is the best stuff. And the bits with the battle at the end where you like get the subtle peaks of the theme coming in. So good. it's just quality sound. So beautiful scoring, and it really does. Like I think, like I listened to a lot. That one was one of the ones that made me feel the most emotion from the film. Just independently, I also wanted to watch it again. I listened to the score. I was like, yeah, let's watch Prescott's Been right now. Um, but yeah, I just like, I don't know, I could feel that film as I was listening to that score.
3: And that one also has a nice end credit song. Regina Specter and the song The Call is also a really lovely end piece for that. It's for the music so of
1: that.
4: I'm sure we'll get to end songs a bit later on. <laughs> you
2: know, Mama. I loved Titanic, so there's a great end song there. <laughs> So, uh, number four. Now, this is my f- first entry of John Williams. and I've gone with uh, his Star Wars New Hope. I have to admit, I decided really just to go for that first film where he's introduced... The, you know the music for this uh, amazing se- series of films i mean the movie itself just changed cinema and john williams score as well really set a set a standard for the rest of uh, films after that you know with really rich themes and emotions, so really set up uh, what uh, a modern film score should be for.
4: nice my number 4 is lord of the rings yeah. number 3, Three. Yeah. <laughs> And all I really need to say about that is Annie Lennox
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think you can say other things
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's a lovely score I mean it picks up and repeats a lot of the themes that you already hear right? But also because it's the final movie A lot of the very end music is really quiet and reflective And I really actually like listening to that on the soundtrack as well And I just love Into the West It's just a beautiful, beautiful ending song for a movie
2: Yeah
1: Makes me cry. Same. I got a box of tissues, if anyone needs <laughs> <them>.
2: <laughs> What can you see?
3: Okay, I'm just going straight for another Harry Potter now. A uh, uh, John Williams, so here did the first three, and I've chosen Prisoner of Azkaban, so the third film. So it's got the classic themes in there still, but then this one also um, Buckbeak Flight oh. is... Oh. Oh. Yeah. He has a beautiful way of using the orchestration to embodies, I think, this sense of magic. And also the other thing that he's really good at embodying through his music is flight. Yeah. Like he does a lot of these big, long ascending phrases and just like the triumph of finally reaching like the resolution at the end of some massive build-up such as in, I think Buckbeats Flight does it and he, he does it in the second film as well with, with Fawkes' Fox song, Just yeah. fantastic. And also the third one, talking about emotional connections, we got to sing this one as well with the SSO when they did the film series, live live score to this. So that was a lot of fun. There's a few good moments for choir in it. You know, the singing choir with the frogs, mm. singing something wicked this way comes. Yes. There's like a little Christmas choir at some mm. part. Yeah, so there's like a few different elements coming into the third film, getting a bit more character beyond just the classic uh, orchestral themes of the
0: first two. Yeah. Let's just talk about Buckface flight for a minute cuz like up. that's just that <laughs> song it's just like how 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 do you it's so good it's so good. I just like, like it's so emotional because he has a like dun, 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 as as he as the first Cuz- yeah. taking off and then it goes into this like dun, 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 dun. it's so good yeah. and then you just you can just imagine Harry on Buckbeak's back going oh, my, like ha, it's perfect. Anyway, my number four is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, um, oh. fifth film. So he was a to- it was such such a hard decision, so many Harry, good Harry Potter I scores. Know. But the Order of the Phoenix, as Roger said, is one of the ones that we owned. And so I listened to it loads. And it has just so many really good thematic things in it and interesting things in it. And like I agree, I think like Umbridge's little theme is so good. Like yep yeah, da 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 da. But also like I love Dumbledore's army. I just love 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 that piece. It has again has this great build and then it has that sort of like this like undulating like pulsing thing. This And then the clarinet part comes in over the top and sings this beautiful melody. Yeah 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 it's it's so good. It makes me feel excited when I hear that song. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, and like lots of beautiful stuff, really beautiful stuff when like Sirius, spoiler dies um, <laughs> as well. And like I know there's some really gorgeous just music in there even when at the end when they get to go to get on a train and like there's just there's some lovely little thematic uh slow bits in there but the fireworks is also really cool the only harry potter score that uses electric guitar just good top to bottom
1: okay so this was close to a bingo with dad because i've put star wars here as well oh. but oh, yes. i put attack of the clones Ooh. <laughs> okay laughing. i feel judged Oh, well. i put it in there pretty much on the strength of love the fame. Love, theme. love theme across oh. the stars is gorgeous it's such a beautiful love song i feel like everything that you get in their romance it's like desperate and you can feel that it's doomed in the song it just reaches and grabs and i'm like this is a song this is so beautiful spoilers for my list if you haven't noticed okay. but I've only decided to put one film per series in and so when I was picking a Star Wars film to put in I just I knew I had to put this one in just because of that song because it's just so good and we already talked about it. John Williams and his love themes and how good mm. they are, but yeah, that one is incredible.
2: Beautiful. This is where I've put the Lord of the Rings, and well, <laughs> well oh, let, let me get, let me build up to it. But I mean, Howard Shaw spent three years yes. uh, writing the music for this this yes. incredible trilogy. And look, I did I've done the same thing as I did with Star Wars. I, I've gone back to the very first one where we started to paint. The sort of musical landscape for that movie, and I think uh, there was just a wonderful example of great themes, good use of voices, and a bit of percussion too to build excitement. So for me, Lord of the Rings, and I've gone with Fellowship of the Ring.
4: Thank you. My number three it's Harry Potter, the first one, Philosopher's Stone. It's because of the beginning, basically. It just hooks you in immediately. That beautiful celeste opening puts you straight into this magical experience. It just is a different world immediately. And that's just such a hook into the the whole movie series. And that's the thing that you hear straight up. And I just... Because of that wham, I mean it's great. And you know, all the other stuff that you guys have said. I mean it's just it's an excellently scored series of movies, right? And that theme just recurs all the way through.
1: I like the um one that they play at Christmas time. in the first film.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay, my number three has been said before. It's Gladiator. So Hans Zimmer and Lisa Gerrard. It is just really beautiful. Guys, yeah. there's a lot of beauty in it, but Guys, also a lot of like, because, you know, it's said in the Gladiator ring. So there's all this kind of like tougher, like a raucous, you know, uh, songs as well, lots of like clashing percussion and like big brass bits. And as a brass player, I do enjoy when there's a nice brass feature. And as Maddie said, the beautiful end song with the choral and the vocal solo there. It's really good and we have an emotional connection to this one as well because we got a chance to sing it, which really just adds to the love of it, I think. And it is a very evocative score as well. Like you, It really puts you into the place and the setting and the, and the mood and all of that. A very good one to listen to. Very rousing. Thank
0: you. Rad. My number three is The Return of Howard Shore, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. You have to put The Two Towers in because the Rohan and the Gondor themes mm. don't come in until that movie. Yep. And like you cannot not have them because they're so 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 good. The solo violin the <laughs> It's just so good. But also second film has like Battle of Helm's Deep, which like so much good stuff going on there. Like bum, like very intense, like the Urukai stuff is good. But also, you know, like when Gandalf is white is white. <laughs> <laughs> again it was white with, but the music when he like returns as is beautiful as well there's just so much goodness in that film score i can't even express
4: it it's just so good and also another great end song by whatever that woman yeah. is who and sings Meliana that kind of Torini. yeah Gollumy yeah. kind of you know song. yeah that's great
1: agree okay another almost bingo it's a harry potter film but i picked harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban it's great i mean the harry potter film's They've got such a good soundtrack just yeah. through, like, no, I don't really care about the last ones. The beginning, the original ones, yeah. great. There's yeah,
3: a couple of good themes from the last ones. Yeah, there but are. As a, as Lily's a theme. Soundtrack, yeah. Not necessarily yeah. as strong. And but the Harry and theme Winter is from good. The fourth one. Fourth one's whack, actually. It's got all the Yuletide stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, what is that? Ball.
1: Yeah. Okay, the Yule Ball. Whatever. Your Moving ball on. stuff and um, all the like.
3: Oh, yeah, the Dermstrang, the theme the, yeah. uh, from the yeah, schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Hogwarts, the Quidditch World and Cup And the Irish
1: theme songs. from the Quidditch yeah. World Cup and the Hogwarts March that look, they guys, play. guys, there are still some, some bobs. There are okay, still so some balls. All the films are great. <laughs> I take it back. All the films are great. <laughs> yeah, but no, I like the third one. I like the softer stuff that plays when you get Harry and Lupin's relationship developing and his connection to his parents through that. I think the music in there is really beautiful.
3: I agree. I actually, when I was listening to the soundtracks, I looked up some sheet music for that song because it is so beautiful. I thought maybe I could learn it on tin whistle
1: (laughs) (laughs) or a recorder. I don't know if you can say it's so beautiful. I thought I should learn it on tin whistle as a sentence.
4: <laughs> Does the four, one of them I was listening to that h- had um, more a bit more choral work in it? Was that the fourth one?
3: I would say no because we didn't get to sing in that right. one.
4: Okay, well, anyway, there's one of them that I listened to. I thought, oh, that's got some really nice choral stuff in it. And I almost could be the sixth, read, sixth I can't remember which one. It, might have been the sixth one actually. Yeah, it was the sixth I think one. that has a, lo- a lot of choir in it.
2: Okay, oh, second one. Now this is where my Harry Potter <laughs> comes in. I have to admit, one reason I. Decided uh, that I didn't want to listen to every one of those uh, soundtracks. I thought I'd just focus on the first one. So, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And, oh, yeah! (laughs) Excellent, excellent. And uh, actually, when George mentioned uh, about how John Williams can just have music to describe flight, well, Hedwig's theme yeah. is a classic. Yeah. Just that whimsical sort of waltz of that. And again, that has become, you just need to hear a first few bars yep. or two, and yep. you're, you're there in Harry Potter's world. So yeah, it's, tr- it's tremendous. Really, really love it. And Maddie, what do you like about it? Hello, this is also my number
0: two. Yeah, just... There's just so much goodness in that first score. It introduces everything. Like, Hedwig's theme is absolutely iconic and it will forever be iconic. Like, you hear any part of that and you just... Yeah, you just, you can, everyone knows it. But there's also so many other great bits in there, like the little high sort of trumpet, like... It's also just weird, like, to me, they've become so normal that I'm like, oh, that's just how melodies go. But when you actually sit and listen to it, you're like, what a wacko melody. It's so weird, you know? Even Hedwig's theme... It's like, why does music do that? But it does. And it fits. It just works. Works, yeah. yeah, yeah, just, just, oh, it's just all good. Harry's wondrous world, mm-hmm. so much fun, you know, the Diagon Alley music, yeah. like, oh, just all the stuff is really, really yeah.
3: good. And like when they come in Hogwarts, and it's like, da, da, it's like these big yeah. kind of choral chords, and it just, it's grand, yeah.
0: it's beautiful. And there's also some nice choral stuff in that one as well. Yeah. Like when the first, when it first comes on to like the Harry Potter credits, and it does the da 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 There's like a there's a female chorus who kind of do these like
1: look it's very intense kind of ooze and it's i oh know it's great yeah it really does capture the wonder yeah. of oh, him does. coming into this magical world for the very first time yeah. and you're like yes every like new little bit that he yeah. discovers you're there
0: yeah it's
4: yeah
1: it's really it's really beautiful i really like it it's just
4: good it is good my number two is a different style you girls might not like it <laughs> oh, another controversial pick? It's not controversial. It's a 1993 film. It was definitely uh, all original music. It's a classic kind of old-fashioned movie score in that it's a mixture of... Th- the album is a mixture of actual incidental music plus a couple of songs, all of which were original for the movie and but not sung in the movie by any of the actors. It's uh, and it's by, you know... One of my very favourite um, singers in the world, it's Katie Lang and it's Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Oh, nice. I really like that album. It's a great album. I'll often listen to it just as an album and it is a fantastic soundtrack. It's got a really good mixture of good songs. Balls. Well, you know, it is. And it's got, <laughs> and it's got the incidental music, which yeah. is also, you know, nice to listen to. But every now and again you get a little song in there, you know. Um, And then you're off do 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 It's great, great music.
3: Very cute. Oh Mum. You're missing Mum's happy little smile as she talks about this one. Okay, number two, here is my Howard Shaw. Here's my Lord of the Rings, oh, yeah. and I have gone for The Two Towers, so the second ah. film as well. Basically, for exactly what Maddie said, Rohan theme, beautiful. That is that is so strong, so triumphant. You just, like, picture them coming in with their horses and, like, Ewan just standing there, like a wind blowing her hair. and yes. You know, all those soundtracks are brilliant, and the themes are really
1: strong, and there's a lot of them, and they're very good. My number two is gladiator it is the only film on my list i haven't seen but high up there because it deserves to be high up there it's Bang banger of a score i listen to it probably um, once a month because i love it so much it's got a great mix of choir and solo vocalist and big instrumental nonsense love it (laughs) i love all of the the clashing music as you said it's like look it's why films like Pompeii and Troy have already hit on my list because it's a very similar kind of big uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say but it's it's the same it's a very similar vibe and it's a good vibe and I like it and I don't want others to do it and it's great yeah. yeah it's got some good like softer ones as well like it's not all you know banging in your face <laughs> um. <laughs> Like the song about wheat, beautiful.
4: <laughs> song about wheat, yes. It's called like sheaves of wheat. There's <laughs> legit a song about wheat, yeah. But it's good, um, yeah. It's because it plays
0: when, he's, when there's like a nice shot of someone's oh, hand yes, going yes, through yes, the yes, wheat yes, fields. Yes,
1: yes. A classic, a classic shot and a classic song. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's a great one. Lovely stuff.
2: Okay, we've got to number one. Uh, this, this is a this is a soundtrack that's gone on to be far more popular than the movie, and it's a masterpiece by Miracone. The Mission is what I've put as, as number one. Just beautiful music, memorable music, a masterpiece. Great. Short and
0: sweet. (laughs) sweet.
4: Okay, well, I can do short and sweet as well. Uh, Also been said before by Dad, my number one is the Star Wars original movie, so whatever that is, number four in the series. A New Hope, thank you. There you go. Oh, really? Woo, mad. Go, girl. So my thinking about it is that for me you know I still have such intense memories of seeing it for the first time in the cinema right and you you're in the cinema and you just get blasted by that first (laughs) note right and you're immediately in this incredibly exciting exhilarating new space adventure and it just takes you straight in there and it's just so engaging and so exciting. When you listen to it, it's kind of like a, a space agey Western theme. It kind of gallops you in and through, and it's just uh, anyway, it's just uh, that's just a magnificent, exciting beginning for an intense, you know, series of films. It was just so exhilarating to sit in the cinema and, and have that coming at you from the screen. It was fantastic, and of course, the iconic cantina. You can't not have that. That What a piece of music. What a great little piece of music. And it fitted so nicely in the scope of the movie, you know, introducing you to this weird and wonderful and wacky world of characters. And the jauntiness of the music was great. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I also have Star Wars as my number one, A New Hope. Just because I think... It's unparalleled in its impact upon the future of film scoring and music. And it's also just so good. It's so well known. And like, not only the the opening, like, which again is classic John Williams, fourths and fifths for the hero theme, like, bum, 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 bum. same thing as like Raiders, but also there's like beautiful, like, Leia's theme and like Luke's theme are all established in that one too. And it's this gorgeous, like, he's Uses all these like major and minor six jumps like da, 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 da. Oh, yes. and it's just it's things like that are just beautiful and just grabs you just grabs your little heart and also clever like clever the way a lot of the themes are used in different scenes to kind of hint at what comes they like the music really is integral to the story because he uses leitmotif or like le- leitmotifs motifs for each of his characters and where he chooses to deploy them in the score kind of like helps to tell the story as well which is i think really a really clever way of scoring as well so not only is it good it's also smart and works with the story
1: and it's, Thank you. yes <laughs> <laughs> it's another band classic that one i remember playing the main title theme to yeah. star wars in school band like right at the end of high school we played it a lot because it was just like i mean everyone knows it so it's a great one to play for everyone because they're like oh it's the star wars theme but it is so fun to play like it's big and you get to just go. Oh, yeah, this yeah. Is me doing the tippany. You can't <laughs> see it, but it's just, you just get to go. And it's like all this – and it's so much fun to play and it's just such a great roaring score. Wonderful.
3: Okay, number one, I'm going to add another John Williams to the top. It is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yay! so I already talked about John Williams and how I think he can write in a really evocative way that really captures like mm-hmm. that magical essence yeah. of the Harry Potter world and mum you said that you hear the opening Celeste yeah. and you're just in there and when you know the Harry Potter title card comes up on screen and they're like choir comes in and all of that and just every song is beautiful like I actually think all the music because you know sometimes in the film mm-hmm. music sometimes the scores are just you know it's not necessarily beautiful music it's, it's there because it, it fits it whatever's happening there, yes, yeah. whereas I feel like all of this is just good music to listen to yeah. and it is just such a strong like I can listen to the music and I can picture exactly the scene like I yeah. just have that strong connection between it just from like watching it so much and loving the music so that is my number one Yay! Yay.
1: <laughs> okay my number one is Lord of the Rings Two Towers oh, oh. It was a. toss it was hard to pick which Lord of the Rings I wanted to put in there because they're all incredible. I was tossing up between this one and the last one. That was my main call because yeah. I do love the first one but have to have the Rohan theme in there. So, yeah. I mean, that just had to go. Even though I like Knife in the Dark and yeah. stuff, I feel like the Hobbit themes are good but I yes. don't need that much of them. But no, it's great. Every single choice that Howard Shore made you can feel that he put a lot of effort into the scoring. Like, it's a very deliberate score. Every musical theme that he's playing and where he placed it and how they interact with each other, you can tell that he put a lot of effort into writing the score, into making it work as a story in its own, almost. Like, I've watched the films a couple of times, but you can listen to the score and you can follow along with the story just by listening to the score. Like, you know where you are, you know what's happening, you know who's there just from the score alone. And I think it, it works so well. It's just a great bit of film scoring. And it is, like, one of the scores that I remember. Like, we have all three as CDs and we used to listen to them a lot. And I, like, had them on my phone and I used it as my ringtone. Like, they are just, like, I've inhabited those scores now. I live inside them. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody. How'd we go with Jessica? I did so bad. Oh, Oh. how'd we go with Jessica? You didn't get that
3: 10 out of 10 you thought you were going to get? That was a joke. I think I got got two. Me, two. I
2: only got two, George.
4: I got four, but Mad wins. Maddie got five. five.
1: Five. Oh. Good job.
0: Five. I got Star Trek, Pirates, How to Train a Dragon, Gladiator, and Lord of the Rings too.
1: How to Train a
0: Dragon. I be know it.
1: I got Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. That's all I got and for you. I'm surprised you didn't put Gladiator on. I yeah, me to too. I Gladiator all the time. I don't know. I don't listen to you. You don't listen to you Gladiator You don't listen <laughs> to me.
0: Jessica listening to? Okay. Um, and I put guys, the wrong Chronicles and Arnie uh, oh, This is good, Georgia. George.
1: This is good. All that boring stuff when they're fleeing London. I put, two Star Wars <laughs> down, but... No, I the right oh,
0: one. Oh, no. Of course, Jessica would um, pick the, the weirdest weird. stuff. Star
1: Trek down. Which oh, one did you put? I put Rakan. Rakan. I was tossing yeah, I like up between those two. Yeah.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another week of the podcast. We'll see you next week for something a little tastier.